Um, for you guys who don't know me, I'm Tyler. Nice to meet you. If we haven't met before, I hop around, and I know a lot of you, but if I don't know you, nice to meet you. Um, I am an 11th grade small group leader um, here at Reckless. Um, I've been around for a little bit now. Um, grew up in high school ministry and everything. Um, I'm also newly engaged. That's my fiance. Look how cute she is. She's so cute. That's my fiance, y'all. I have a fiance now. Fiance. Um, I'm super excited to be here with you. It is, um, it is all, it is just such an honor and a privilege to be able to just to encourage, um, students that I love and, um, I've been in your, your, like, seats before and, like, I know what it's like to be where you are right now. Um, before we get really into it and we get into all the things and we get to this new series, um, cool series graphic and all the things, um, I just want to challenge everybody real quick. Like, if you are just on your phone, like you, like, and sometimes you usually tune yourself out, um, I just want to encourage you just to put that to the side. If you usually have, like, a side conversation that you usually have during service, just, just, you can have it later. They'll be there in a second. Your boyfriend that you're Snapchatting will be there later, okay? So, let's pray real quick. First, I just want to encourage everybody to open your hands up. And let's take a deep breath. Ready? Dear Lord, may we just be present with you, Lord, just as present as you are with us. God, I pray, God, for um, just tonight, God, this is not by accident that anyone is here. Lord, um, Lord, there's something you're wanting to do tonight, God, and um, you're already stirring, you're already moving, Lord. Lord, I just want to acknowledge that, Lord, that you're worthy, Lord, that, that um, you're worthy to be praised, and you deserve all of it, God. Lord, I just pray, God, that, um, everything that is said tonight, God, is from you, God, not from me, Lord. I pray for any words that are of mine, God, will fall to the floor. And God, I pray, Lord, that your name will be exalted, Lord. And I pray for anybody that's been praying, God, for specific answers, God, or has been wrestling with anything, God. I pray, um, Lord, that you will, she will speak to them tonight, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would just be praised tonight, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Sweet. Okay, so I have a story for you, okay? Yes. So um, when me and Kayla went, got engaged, so um, at the, after we got engaged, we went to, um, I proposed to her in Hendersonville, North Carolina, which is like our favorite spot. It's full of old people, coffee shops, hiking. It's my jam. It's awesome. It's incredible. So how many of you like mountains? How many of you just genuinely enjoy the mountains? I'm more of a mountain person than a beach person, personally. That's just even real. I'm sorry. I know. Um, so we were leaving, and we were on our way home, we were going up to this, this place that we really like. Has everyone heard of Pretty Place Chapel before? No? It's like, this, it's like this really cool overlook. It has like this cross. It looks really spiritual and Christian. It's beautiful. It's, it's incredible. So it was closed, but um, we found that out when we got to the top. But something that I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed, if you ever have driven up, if it's a mountain or if it's just this nice, cool, secret spot that you have, there is usually only one way to get there, right? Like, you, like, when you're going up a mountain road, you can't just find another shortcut. You have to go a specific way through a specific road. And so I'm going to tie that into um, the message that, that we're going to be diving into tonight. So we're in a new series called Why? And the question that I am going to be addressing here tonight is simply, why is Jesus the only way? Why is Jesus the only way? 
So to start this off, we're going to be diving into John 14, 1 through 6. And Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he is, they're talking about kind of like, what, Jesus, where are you going to go? Like, like Jesus said that he was leaving, and we don't know where you're going. And so it says in here in John 14, 1 through 6, it says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take, and take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way you, you are going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would know known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So going back to the, to the ending two verses there, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says, as simple as can be, that he is the way to the Father. Just as simple as possible, like that is very aware. And you probably have heard that term before, that he is the way. There's a question that I've been talking with, if it's my mentors, if it's with my young adult group, if it's with my reckless guys, my RD group, um, a bunch of different places, is just simply the question, do you know him? And you're probably like, duh. <laughs> like, come on, like, I'm literally here right now. I do know him. But I'm not talking about in a head sense. I'm asking genuinely, do you know him, like, actually? Like, not just a simple, like, like, you read about him and you know his name, but do you know Jesus? Do you really, really know him? Do you know what he loves? Do you know what he hates? Do you know what he thinks about? Do you know what he sees when he looks at you? Like, do you know his heart? Do you know, like, like sometimes we question, like, like we, we have different self-worth issues or some, some things like that, but we don't know the heart of the person we have a relationship with, especially as Christians. I've known that this is a, I've seen that this is a big issue across the board, even for myself, is that we come to churches and we come to these things all the same time, but we don't really know, we don't know him. We don't know who Jesus really is. So the question is, why is he the only way? And relationship with Jesus is the way to know him. And so we are going to answer this in a practical way and a personal way, very simply. So first we're going to talk about the practical way, which is Jesus is our high priest. How many of you have heard this term before ever in church, if you've grown up a little bit ever? How many of you heard it and you have no idea what it means? Just be straight up. Like, honestly, I did not understand what this meant until like a few, literally a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, to be honest with you. I've heard this term thrown in my, my life, like, Jesus, our high priest, and like, that's a title that he's called. And so, to first talk about why, like, Jesus is a high priest, the question is, like, what the heck is a high priest? Like, how does that matter to us right now? So, a high priest is, a, is someone that goes on the behalf of God's people and himself to offer sacrifices for the sins of God's people. If you're wanting to do a deeper study and all this stuff, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel, but Leviticus 16 and Exodus are your best friend with this one. So 
simply, the, the simplest in terms is that the payment of sin is death. Like, so we all sin. You and I both sin. We both, we all miss the mark. And simply, the payment of it is death. And so in the Old Testament, they use sacrifices, sin, sin offerings, and they do it every single year, and they were sacrifices of like bulls and goats, or like, like the, the, best, the best bulls and goats that you can find. But it still wasn't enough, even back then. And in Exodus, it talks about um, a guy named Aaron, who is Moses' brother, and he was a high priest. And so basically what he did is he went to this big, this big like veil, and he had to go in there with the sacrifices on the behalf of himself, his family, and all the people of Israel. And so it's like, how does that pertain to us today? Like, why does that even matter? So this is the reality check that I want to just be very straight up with you right now, is that Jesus was the only way for our sin to be atoned for. Are we going over here sacrificing bulls and goats for our sins? No. But there had to be a sacrifice like, we, me and you, no matter how much we try, we, none of us can atone for our sins at all. We can't do anything for it at all. That's why Jesus was the perfect sacrifice, because he was a perfect man who, who lived a sinless life and died on the cross for our sins and then raised up again. So this is why we're going to talk about how Jesus is our great high priest. And in Hebrews 7 through 18 through 19, it says, For on the other hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we draw near to God. Who is he talking about? Come on. Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. Like, that the former commandment, we had to do all this stuff, and we had to, like, sacrifice these things and everything like that, but just, like, practically, like, we had to have a better way. Like, we had to. And that better hope was introduced through Jesus. Jesus was the, was the perfect way for us to be able to finally draw near to God. And so in Hebrews 10, 4 through 10, it says, For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offering you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. When, when he said above, You have neither desire nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings, in burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered, offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. It had to be him. It literally, practically, and literally could not have been anyone else. It had to be Jesus. Like, the fact that, G that God sent himself as his son to pay the debt of our sin, it was perfect. The sacrifice was perfect. Hebrews, this is, the, this is the really good part here. In Hebrews 10, 19 through 23, it's, it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, 
let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith and with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Jesus is the faithful one. He, he went through so many hoops so that we could be free and we could have a relationship with him. And so that we can have, we can become sons and daughters of his. He went through so many hoops, so many religious hoops to do it correctly and to do it right. And even further that Jesus is our mediator. And he, he in heaven, like whenever we die and whenever we go see Jesus, if we have a relationship with him, God is going to look at us and he's going to see his blood on us. Jesus' blood on us, covering us, making us right with him. He's also, so, um, a, a, something that I don't think we've, we've talked about before is that he is our intercessor. And you're probably like, what is an intercessor? It's someone who prays on the behalf of somebody else. And it talks about in scripture how Jesus is praying for us. Romans talks about how Jesus is praying for you, for you and I. And when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. He doesn't see our sin. He doesn't see our past. He doesn't see our brokenness. He sees him. He did it rightfully and correctly so we could have a relationship with him. So now we're going to get to more of the personal way. And the personal way is that he's the only way because we get to know God. I'm going to ask a question, and I'm just going to be very just straight up with you because I love you. Are you bored of Christianity? I want you to ask that of yourself. Have you become bored of Christianity? Do you feel like the Christian walk, all it is is supposed to be this moral code or this thing where you're supposed to become better or something that's supposed to make you feel better or an entertainment or a performance? Has Christianity become boring to you? The answer is it shouldn't because the whole point of why we become a Christian and why we gather in church is because of him. It's because of Jesus. It's about meeting the man who paid everything and did everything for us. And it's about really, really knowing him. Your soul, I know, longs for not entertainment, but encountering him, encountering Jesus. Not, not even a performance, but his presence and knowing him. Something I want to encourage you is don't wait for another service and another rush camp where your, where your emotions are stirred up and you miss him. Don't wait for those. Because if you do, you're going to miss him. He's going to be, he's, he's there in, in the mundane moments. He's there in your bedroom. He's there when you're driving. He's there when you're at school and you're about to fall asleep. Like he is in the mundane. He's not just, in, he's not boxed in like that. The, the things like rush camp and, and reckless and services like that are to encourage you to push you to deeper intimacy with him, to really actually know him. You're supposed, you're like, like, it's supposed to be outside of this. Something that I think, that, that I think that, um, we forget, and I know I forget, especially as a Gen Zer, is the secret place. It's not always supposed to be we're bouncing to this and this and this. Sometimes it takes just to smell the, the still silent voice. And if, and if we really, really knew him, would we be bored? The enemy would absolutely love for us to harden our hearts and not know him, and like to harden our hearts so we can't get to know him more. Like, do you know him as father? Do you know him as friend, teacher, helper, advocate, intercessor, king, high priest, shepherd, bread of life, true vine, 
Prince of Peace. If anything, ask the Lord to stir your hunger to know him more. Let's go back to John 14, 1 through 6, which says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it not were so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may also be. I'm going to pause right there. Look at the desire of the Father. Look at the desire of Jesus, that he desires to be with you. Not this big, complicated thing, but the simplest of fact is that he desires to be with you. That is the whole reason why he created us, is because he, he likes you. He loves you. He's crazy about you, and he desires to be with you also. And then furthermore, in um, verse 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Do you see his heart? And just a reality check, we have been giving people and things access to ourselves that we shouldn't. Just being real, okay? And I'm talking about it all. I'm talking about toxic friendships and relationships where either you are getting manipulated or you are manipulating someone for your own personal gain or if it's pornography and sexual sin that is filling a hole inside of you that lacks intimacy and validation i'm even talking about crystals and horoscopes that might give you some comfort but actuality is opening you up to things that are demonic and not of god i'm even talking about like vape pens and e-cigarettes that might give you some peace or a little buzz that are actually damaging you. There's a, so, and I bet you could fill in the blank of different things that are like that. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus not only died and, and paid our sins, but also is a friend and a father who wants to even sit with you and father you. Have you ever thought of asking God to father you through your addictions and situations? Have you ever thought about that before? To ask him to show up and show him, ask him to be who he says he is, to father you. You might not have the best parents, or you might have the best parents. I don't want to discredit that, but the Lord is even fathering me right now in this season. I mean, I'm engaged, praise God, but like, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. Post-grad, weirdest, weirdest season in my life, and like, the Lord's fathering me through these things, and I want you to think that I got all together. I do not at all. But have you ever asked him to show himself in these ways? And you learn him and know him when you go into the secret place just by knowing him every single day. And even the little moments, he might even take one minute, one minute and just going like, Lord, like, what do you want to say? Show me yourself today. Go in every day expectant. Don't wait till Sunday because you're going to be disappointed. Something that I've just been I've been, I've just been feeling like the Lord has been asking me to ask him a lot, and I've been, and this is something I've been trying to do more and more, is asking the Lord to burn it all up, to burn it, to burn it all up and throw away what's not pleasing to him. And what's hindering my relationship with him even deeper is to just to burn it up and throw it away. And the main point that I wanted to get to is that Jesus is the only way because he has the power to help us be saved and to know God. And something simple I just want to say is that if your relationship with Jesus, I want to remind you that your relationship with Jesus is yours, okay? It's not your parents. 
It's not your friends. It's yours. It's not dependent on those people. And sometimes whenever we're, we're going through stuff or like someone fails us and like someone, we blame it, we, like we blame it on them. You're like, you led, you led me to the Lord and stuff like that. But it's like, no, like your relationship with Jesus is yours. If you fall away from God, come back to him. He's a father. Just run back to him. Just run back to him. If you're wanting for the first time ever to put your faith and trust in Jesus Savior, I want to encourage you to talk to your small group leader and just be real. Just tell them where you're at. If you have questions, just ask. If you're, if you're someone new and you don't know who to talk to, look for a little tag thing that says reckless on it. So I know somebody would be glad to help you and be able to talk with you. There are a few ways that um, I really want us to, to worship in the next few moments. And I, first of all, when you go in your small groups, I want you to just be very, very real where you're at with your relationship with the Lord, with your small group. So there's a different few ways that I want us to worship. And some of that is, is literally just going to be to go to the steps and just sit or like sit in your seat or like go somewhere in the room and just sit with the Lord and just pray and talk with him. Just be real. You can worship him through singing. And there's one more thing that I'm going to do that I'm going to ask of you is I, there are these trash cans over here, okay? And so something I want to ask you to do is to throw away your way. Because he is the way and the truth and the life, we have to throw away our way. And you can do this in either two ways. You can either write something down that's really burdening you that you need to just throw away and symbolically throw away as worship to God. Like there are these, the prayer boxes, use the index card for the prayer boxes and just throw it away. If you have a physical item that is in your pocket or that you have on you that you know is hindering you from your relationship with the Lord, even if you have it in your car, throw it away. He's better. There is no one that can love you like he can. There's no one that can love you like he can, and he wants to, but sometimes that takes you having to give that one thing up because he is the way, the way, and the truth, and the life. It's as simple as that. So we're going to pray, and then we are going to worship in these different ways. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you are just, you are worthy, Lord, that you are great, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are the way. God, I pray for anyone in this room, God, who doesn't know you and who just feels like they're just kind of wandering. God, may they find you, God. May they seek you and may they find you. If there's anything, Lord, that they're needing to throw away, God, I pray, Lord, that they'll just feel the heart to do it, Lord. God, may we know your heart, Lord. May we know you, Lord. May we know, Lord, what you love. May we do what you love. Lord, will you transform us from the inside out? God, may as we, as we take time with you, God, may, may you just keep teaching us more and more who you are. Will you change us from the inside out, God? And Lord, may we be, just be real with you, God. May we not see you as someone who's distant, God, but someone who can be, is just as close as our skin, Lord, that we can just talk to and be real with and be honest with God. Lord, will you father us through different situations? God, I pray, God, that if there's anyone in here, God, who is just feels so attached, God, to if it's a person or if it's a thing, God, if it's an addiction of some sort, God, I pray, Lord, they are able to lay that at the feet of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that we will know you, Lord, and that our relationship with you won't be just surface, won't be just performance, but be something deep and intimate and sweet, Lord. 
God, we thank you for who you are, and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.